0: Alaska is the perfect place to go if you want to get away from the rest of the world. As America's least densely populated state, you have plenty of breathing room from any kind of authority or prying eyes that may want to know what you're up to. For this reason, my home state is very attractive to all sorts of weird and unsavory groups. I've stumbled across Scientology centers at the end of dirt back roads, with nothing else for miles around heard stories from doomsday preppers who claimed to have bunkers made out of shipping containers in the sides of mountains, and met people who have come out of religious cults in the interior that wanted to keep their followers away from any contact with the outside world. All of this and more you can find in Alaska. I was born and raised in Anchorage, the only big city in the state. Growing up, we had about 250,000 people, in a city that only takes 30 minutes to drive across. So that gives you an idea for what we consider a big city up north. The only other real city in the state is Fairbanks. These two cities are connected by 360 miles of a two-lane highway. It's a seven-hour drive one way to get between them, through one of the most beautiful landscapes on the planet. Mountains rise up on either side of you between Anchorage and Denali National Park before you drive through these colossal canyons, carved out of the rock over tens of thousands of years by melting glaciers and rivers. Past Denali is another three hours of driving through a vast, flat interior plain, with mountains in the distance. I say all of this to help you understand just how desolate it feels in Alaska, even on the highway. And after you get out of Anchorage or Fairbanks, there is nothing but wilderness as far as the eye can see. Alaskan girls are built tough. We change tires, hunt, fish, camp, and generally have a great appreciation for the great outdoors that women in the lower 48 don't really have. The joke is that Anchorage is the biggest rural city in the country. All of this brings context to the following story. In high school, things were different, or at least they felt different. I was a young and stupid woman who thought I could conquer anything due to the aforementioned built-tough attitude I was raised with. Senior year of high school, I decided to treat myself to a camping trip into the mountains up past Talkeetna. Nothing fancy, just an overnight or two in the most beautiful state at the most beautiful time of year, mid-June. Going up north in peak summer here has a weird feeling to it. The sun never really sets. If you've ever seen the movie Midsummer, that's what it's like. It gets to about dusk, and that's it. It's still bright and sunny out the whole night through. The false sense of security I had, thinking that the midnight sun would mean safety, probably nearly got me killed, or worse. My second mistake was not telling anyone where I was going. I just packed up for my trip stopped at a subway for lunch, and headed out into the great beyond. The drive was fine. A solid two and a half hours of driving north along the highway took up most of my afternoon, as I jammed out to the greatest hits on the radio on Cool 97.3. After you get through the Matsu Valley, you get into the mountains again. Tall spruce and evergreen trees line the road on both sides, with the occasional empty space where there has been some clear-cut logging. This gives you the sense that while you're out in the wilderness, you're still connected to civilization in some way. This led to my biggest mistake. Not staying at a state park campground. I was in high school with only a part-time job, and I didn't want to pay the $15 overnight camp fee, and was too scared to risk the fine. So I found a spot that looked good and pulled off the road. The map I got from my dad said there was an old mining site up a nearby mountain, so I decided that would be the best spot to head for an overnight. My logic must have been that it would be badass to spend a night in a mining ghost town or something like that. So I pulled off the road, packed up my backpack, put on some bug spray, grabbed my map and compass, and started off into the woods. Now, this hadn't been the first time I had done this, I've been on wilderness backpacking trips on my own with my dad on many occasions. I knew my orientation skills and had taken some wilderness survival courses at camp. I wasn't just some dumb blonde wandering off into the woods with no idea of where I was. Or so I thought. A solid 45-minute hike up into the hills, and I finally made it to where the old mining camp was supposed to be. There was nothing there just an old concrete foundation with some holes in it and nothing else. I was very disappointed but unsurprised at the outcome. I set up camp off in the woods and set to building a fire for dinner on the concrete slab. Here, you're supposed to set up cooking a ways away from your camp, just in case bears are nosy. By this time, it was getting late, about 10 p.m., but the sun was still high in the sky and by the time dinner was ready, it was nearly eleven. I was starving, so I dug in. And an hour later, it was about as dark as it was going to get, so I hunkered down in my tent for the night, confident that the overgrowth was private enough for whatever animals might come around. I woke to voices in the distance and slow-moving crashing through the underbrush. My first thought was hunters. My dad and I had run into a few on some campouts, so it wasn't uncommon. I relaxed and figured they would just pass through without incident, and I closed my eyes again. That's when they found my fire pit. A man's voice cried out into the brightish forest. Who the hell is camping on our property? I froze. I knew I had messed up and started getting up, grabbing my purse, and putting on my shoes so I could go apologize. But then I heard the man again. When we find you, you're dead. You're on private militia property and trespassers get shot. That's when the whole situation changed. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't just pack up my tent and my things with some armed guy lurking around. I carefully put on my shoes, put my keys in my purse, and slunk away into the underbrush as quietly as I could. My thought was to slip away until they got bored and left, then go back, pack up, and leave. I spent twenty minutes hunkered behind a log in the woods, barely in earshot, before I heard a second voice calling for the others. They found my tent and were tearing it apart, going through my stuff. I heard one shout out, Bed's still warm! and trespasses a chick she left her underwear the first man shouted out okay fan out and find her bits think she can trespass then there's gonna be hell to pay at that point i wasn't concerned that i had left my spare change of underwear in my bag or that these creeps had found it i needed to get out of there quietly i made my way down the mountain for a good 30 minutes tiptoeing and taking care not to step on twigs or make a ruckus. After the rustling and shouting of the men had faded quite a bit, I said screw it and booked it as fast as I could down the hill. I tripped and fell and got scraped up more times than I care to remember. But finally, I had made it back to the road. But much to my horror, there was no car. I knew I had come out up or down the road from where I had been, I couldn't quite remember where I was at, but I picked a direction and started walking. I rounded a corner on the road and finally saw my car, and then saw two men standing beside it. They were armed and dressed in surplus military gear. I hid in the brush on the side of the road and watched. A while later, several more men appeared from the trail I had taken. They dumped all of my stuff next to my car hopped back on their ATVs and drove off. I went up to my car, careful not to be seen, and found a note on my dashboard. It read, If we ever catch you at our property again, we won't hesitate to use force. Consider this a warning. I went to start loading stuff into my car and noticed what they had done. They'd cut up or destroyed all of my gear, probably as punishment for trespassing. I'm honestly thankful that they only did that and that I didn't get shot, and ever since then I have taken great care to camp, only, in designated camping areas."